What the heck is up, everybody? We're heckin' back. And uh, today is a celebration. Well, for the most part. I think, I think, I think for both of us, uh, with a particular thing, it's a celebration. But, uh, but for one of us, maybe not so much. Real quick before we get into, uh, get into all that stuff that we need to talk about, though, Zach, um, I understand that you, uh, you're running a little bit late today because of, uh, because, because of a, a, a certain class that you had. To, did you have to show up early and then stay late? Uh, yeah, so my, uh, my media studies class, video production, it goes from 9.45 to 11.45. Um, but my professor asked if we can do the show up 30 minutes early. Um, and I thought that meant like we start 30 minutes early, so we, we end 30 minutes early. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, right? Yes. That um, sounds fair. That sounds like the, the humane way to do things when it comes to uh, college. Yeah, but um, no, it, 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 that, that's not what it was. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's, it was no, it's, I, don't, I don't really care too much because uh, my professor is my academic advisor. He's a homie. Um, we just watched a bunch of like little short films and stuff like that. So it wasn't anything crazy that we had to do. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah. Hey, and, and that stuff, and that stuff's fun. Like that stuff's interesting. I think, I think, uh, I think growing up, I was always into like film and like cinematography and that kind of thing. And, and that's led me to, to what I'm doing now in a, in a sense, but I took a course that was very similar to that in my, my last semester of college. And it was, it was probably one of the, one of the, one of the best classes I've, I've ever taken. Um, and uh, it and it taught me a lot, and it honestly, um, I think it kind of, I think it kind of jump started my interest in in in, in that industry uh, uh, a little bit more, especially at that stage of my life when I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, I I, I I guess there are worse classes that you could have had to show. Like, if you imagine showing up for like, you know philosophy or something like that. yeah yeah or like or like u.s history one 101 or like or like the like the first half of the u.s history section like that that would that would be awful i, I would rather not and i and i like history but I, I'd, I'd rather not so um pretty cool man pretty cool and and who knows man after this i mean you, you it might inspire you to buy like a gopro and, 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 and like those really cool, like hand rig things that you hold cameras on and just like walk around and just start making your own stuff, dude. Like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, just start, I'm going to start I'm just shoving the go over on people's faces. Yeah. Like really close up. Yeah. Or, or we can make like some dope ass mixtapes, uh, of us just going to the skate park and just owning kids with our razor scooters. Yep. I mean, up to you. I'm down if you're down, but I mean, it, it's basically all on you. Like you have to get a passing grade in this class in order for you to, in order for you to show that you're, uh, you're capable enough of doing something like that. And then from there, I think, I think, I think the possibilities are endless. Um, but, but yeah, I look, man, I'm sorry you had to deal with that because, uh, look, I, I still find it amazing that in high school we were in class for like what, six and a half, seven hours a day or something like that. And then in college, an hour and 15 minute class felt, felt like an eternity. Um, and then obviously the trade-off, the trade-off with that is like, if you do have a shorter class, well then you're going three days a week. So if you have a section that's 50 minutes long, then you're going Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, and those may be short, but you're like, damn, I got to go three days. And then the ones that are two days are an hour, like they're an hour, an hour and 15 minutes is forever. Like I, 
a lot can happen in an hour and 15 minutes is what, is what I realized after college. So, so I'm, I'm sorry I had to deal with that. And I mean, it was a long class. So, I mean, Hey, I, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like you'll be better for this though. So, so, so I'm happy for you in that sense, but man, I, I, I don't enjoy getting up early for anything and, and especially not a class. So word. <laughs> um, all right. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you get like, maybe we'll go like the next like 10, 10 minutes or so to just get everything off your chest about Barca. Um, because a lot has happened over the last week. Your uh, arch nemesis, uh, the most hated man in, 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 in Barcelona, like as far as Barcelona FC personnel people go, uh, I think your boy Bartomeu might be, uh, he might be, he might be, a, he's he actually, he's probably, he's, he's assuredly at the, at the top of the list of, uh, most disliked people at that club right now. And he says he's not stepping down. He's adamant about this. Uh, he says to step down. And, and I saw this, and I saw this quote, he says that to step down now would be irresponsible. Uh, what with the elections coming up and everything like that. And obviously the team is going to go through a, uh, through a big facelift. It seems like for this upcoming season, but, um, but yeah, Bartomeu seems like he's staying. They just hired Ronald Koeman. So uh, just say what you got to say. And, 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 and let us know how you're feeling about everything that's happened in that, at, at your beloved Barca. Um, so after our great, great defeat against Bayern Munich, the one that we all know was coming, um, you know, like I said in the last pods, I said, I hope we lose because I would, I would put Bartomeu's, you know, position in jeopardy come next year in elections during the summer. But now, um, they have, uh, they've sacked Setien. Um, he kind of was put in a position to like no success, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was um, put in, he's been in a really, really tough position. It was, it was, it was a, it was a gamble he took and he did not deal with it very well. Um, <laughs> no. but I mean, can't really hate on the guy. He, he tried to imply like input his, his style and, and his, his philosophy on, on footy into the team. Um, there's some like glimpses of it. It, it, it was, I think the ball movement between, you know, from backline to midfield to forwards was, was a lot better than how we saw with Valverde and he was stagnant. Um, but I mean, it was still a reliance on Messi. He's, he, he still has to do everything for the club, to be honest. Um, that's probably still the case with Komen. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to just step into the position right now, especially what's going on. Uh, Messi might leave. Um, going to be weird if that happens, but you really can't blame the guy because he's done everything he possibly could for the past yeah. freaking birth, basically, for, for the damn club. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, as of right now, we just signed Ronald Koeman. Um, he was form- – he, he was he – was, uh, before this job, he was head coach of the Netherlands uh, national team. Um, is, he, is, he, he is he still in that position? Is he still going to do that on top of the Barca thing or no? No, no. Uh, he okay. – I believe I believe Barca have to pay three three to five million just to offload his contract, oh whatever. Um, which is great because we do have ten million saved up from swapping Arthur for Pianich. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, so, so yeah, you had something right. in the, yeah. you had something in the reserves there. You had something in the tank. That's right, Bartomeu, chestnut checkers, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, anyways, yeah. So he he's so we signed Ronald Koeman two years to twenty twenty two. Um, even though elections will happen next year, mm-hmm. elections are happening a little earlier this upcoming year than it was expected. Not upcoming, uh, 2021. It was, it was, um, March 15th or something like that after the first, uh, 
first game day, whatever it was. I forget. I don't know. Anyways. Um, but I guess it kind of puts everyone was calling for like immediate elections, but I think that was a bad idea too. Mm-hmm. Um, although the board has got awful, I think immediate elections would probably send us even further back because we'd have to start from a new, from a new board and everything like that. Yep. Um, but I think, I think the elections coming up in March would be, would be a little better because it gives the candidates a little more time now. Um, even though they've had the time and everything like that for the past years to build up their campaign and everything like that, uh, to, um, to just, to just rally up, you know, people and, and everything like that to, to get them on board for what they have planned for the club. But, um, yeah. So, um, I know, I know I was reading some things. I follow a couple of Barca accounts on, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, one of the guys I follow who's, who's pretty, pretty goes, goes pretty deep in, into analytics and, 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 uh, kind of types out and, and, explains a lot about his thinkings what he thinks for the club and everything like that um it's at instagram at single pivot um he 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 goes in depth in into what like styles and everything like that players that would be great for the club uh kind of just our matchups teams that we should you know be mimicking and how they play and how they and everything like that um but he was going about Komen, um how it wasn't you know his favored uh candidate for the job but i mean obviously he's played at barca played under cruyff um, I know, you know, obviously Setien had that Cruyff mentality, how footy should be played. We didn't really get to see it. So people are pretty like, you know, it'd be like, well, if Setien wasn't do, able to do it, what would you think Kuhn got to, you know, imply and, and input into the team? But, uh, and his, his, his managerial track record has been okay. Um, I think people mainly stick out at the, the Valencia job he had in 07. And dude, the dude, dude, Everton, dude. Everton. Yes. <laughs> God. Um, I will say the the ones that that stuck out were uh, recently the Netherlands. They went from missing out World Cup 2018 to mm-hmm. going to being what UEFA League Nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they got that to the final the competition. Yeah, they 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 got to the final of the UEFA yeah, yeah. League. Yeah, and and they they played pretty good, you know, footy with with. Well, I mean, Netherlands do have the supply of just young talents now at their disposal. Right. Um, and 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 also the veterans that have been there who who have been able to help with like everything like that, Van Dyke, Daily Blind, uh, all, all players like that. Um, anyways, he, he was able to go from, you know, not being able to qualify to the champion, uh, to the World Cup to being basically the second team qualified for the Euro 2020s. Uh, yeah. Well, not 2020 anymore, but the Euros for whenever they resume. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, and people are, I know, very optimistic about him because as much as every other car- Barca coach has come in and say they want to trust in youth, um, we've seen it with Kuman because with 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 the national team, he's thrown in, you know, De Jong, Frankie De Jong, uh, Matthijs De Ligt, Vandy Don, uh, Donny Van de Beek, uh, Justin Kluivert, everyone like yeah. that, um, in, in, in favor of more the experienced players. Um, although he doesn't have them, you know, and everything like that. So he's obviously going to rely on, on those he, he wants to trust and everything like that. Uh, but he, he will he will trust in those on, on the younger side just to get them, you know, integrated to the team. And obviously you need players like that because in the future – like Barcelona, you might not be able to make transfers because your wage bill is way too high. You don't have the funds and you might have to start trusting in the players you have in the youth. Um, and luckily at Barcelona, we do have La Masia. So we get to be able to, you know, have some talents that other clubs don't have. Right. Um, so that'll be exciting if we get to see like Ricky Pooch play. Uh, Antti Fati still playing. Um, oh, speaking of Antti Fati real quick. He just called, called up for his first national team uh appearance against some some i think it was like uruguay and stuff like that uh luis enrique uh called him up for for the first for his first couple caps so mm-hmm. good on him um 
but uh yeah so um that's how that's how it's going to be here at barcelona um obviously with messi coming in uh not coming in but he's closest he's 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 never been closer to leaving the club yeah. than than now because uh obviously what's been going on he's you know stressed enough that they have to play better they haven't played better so he he has all the all the right to even leave um and i know that you and daniels would hate to see him <laughs> at a rival club in the prem <laughs> under the name of manchester city because yeah uh, yeah, and 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 that and that really is a real possibility, and and that's probably a conversation for another time. I mean, we'll only ever talk about it if it ever actually happens. Uh, personally, I don't think it will. Um, uh, I I think I think with coronavirus and all that stuff, that that kind of that kind of thing is just it. A lot would have to happen for that to happen. I just don't see it happening. Um, so of course, now that I've said it, it's going to happen. But uh, back to Kuman real quick. Um, he was actually okay. I bring up Everton because. Look, sometimes Everton, the way that they're viewed, right, uh, amongst amongst uh, world football fans, is like they can kind of at times kind of be a, a banter club. Like one of their best players – it's just so funny how like one of their best players uh, over the past decade, Romelu Lukaku, when he was there, he was known as a, quote, flat-track bully. Like dude scored goals at a prolific rate but never scored against the best teams in the league. And it's amazing that they got – you know, 85 million or whatever it was for him. Right. And that was coming off of the year when they qualified for Europa. And then Kuman goes on this 150 million Euro spending spree or whatever it was the following off season. Uh, and even with the money that they, they got in from Lukaku, they couldn't recover their losses because they played so poorly the next year. And he admitted on his way out that he messed up because he never signed a direct replacement for Romelu Lukaku. I think, I think, uh, that that shows that he's 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 fully self aware and, and and that he knows the kind of personnel that he's going to need in order to to be successful and and obviously Barca like the pressure at Barca is going to be immense compared to Everton, but uh, but he's he's always been just the guy that like he's he he's he's yeah he's a retread like hundred percent like he's been everywhere he's had a, he's had a long career and, he, and and he's coached a lot of different clubs but you obviously could do worse. You know, and, and so that kind of goes back to the attitude with, with the, you know, that Bart's Mayo kind of had like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, it was my first choice, but he was my last choice. You could certainly do a lot worse. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen there. I, it, it's always fascinating when, I mean, Barca are probably the most popular club in the world. Um, so it's, it's always interesting when these, when, these, when these powerful, powerful clubs that are so used to winning and have a strong tradition of winning all of a sudden go through these little stretches and spells of, 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 of difficulties and trouble. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they navigate it. And and I hope for your sake that everything goes okay, because I mean, we all know how it is with certain sports teams, um, especially the one that we're about to get into now. Uh, But, but, you know, I know how much they mean to you and I know how much they mean to a lot of fans around the world and, and to see the way that they've been playing soccer these last couple of years, not acceptable. And I 100%, uh, understand that so yeah I, I i guess we'll see i think at the end of the day you should still be thankful though because again once again i uh, tottenham hotspur have not won a, a trophy in 12 years uh just just a quick reminder for everybody out there listening so be thankful if your club has won a has won a has won a trophy in that time frame because <laughs> we haven't won anything we we won the audi cup which was a preseason tournament but uh nobody cares about that so when we inevitably win the EFL Cup next year with Jose Mourinho, uh, I, I can't wait for the banter and I can't wait for people to tell us that the trophy doesn't matter because it kind of doesn't. 
but hey. Um, all right, the aforementioned team that we're going to get into. Um, sometimes, sometimes big events happen, Zach, and you always remember where you were when you found out the news. Last Friday, <laughs> last Friday, our our our, our beloved our beloved uh, Vladi Divac stepped down as Sacramento Kings general manager or president of basketball operations or whatever his title was. Um, he's gone. He's out of here. He's done. And, and I, and I, I want everybody out there to know that once again, our podcast is rated five stars and it's not because of the quality, but also because of its ability to predict the future. Now, for those of you who, who can recall about a month and a half, two months ago, however long ago it was, um, I've, I've been suspended so many times from Twitter. I, I the years and the weeks and, and the days just kind of all just run together now, but we released a podcast talking about Twitter conspiracy theories and why accounts were getting wiped. Literally, literally the next day, we're, we're talking about not even 24 hours, my Twitter account gets deleted. Uh, it's almost as if we spoke that into his, to existence and manifested that on this here podcast. Manifest um, baby. Yes. And last week, for those of you who listened and can recall, we talked about the Kings and their upcoming offseason and our general disdain with Lottie D-Bots as the team's president of basketball operations slash general manager. And that there were probably better options out there and that he was probably in over his head when it came to being the guy in charge of basketball operations in Sacramento. About 24 hours later, he is fired. <laughs> or not fired, sorry. About 24 hours later, he resigned. Okay, but I mean, uh, some of the stuff we've been hearing all week kind of paints a different picture. Uh, obviously, for those who are aware of the situation, um, there was kind of a power struggle. There was a, there was a suggestion that uh, Joe Dumars, who we will talk about a little bit more, um, was going to step in and, and take on a bigger role. And then uh, Vladi was like, "No, I'm 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 not. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with that." And I and, and from his perspective, I totally understand. If you're a guy who was promised full autonomy for um, basketball operations. You probably won't want somebody coming in and meddling and, and kind of putting their fingerprints um, on, on what you're doing for better or for worse. And so he stepped down. So I remember where I was when I got the news. Zach, where were you when you got the notification that Vladi Divac is no longer going to be in charge of the Sacramento Kings basketball operations? Um, I believe I was watching the Barcelona game, um, 12 PM around that time mm -hmm. they were getting thrashed. Um, so two things came out a good day. Um, you know, my beloved club getting exposed for mm -hmm. what, what, what has been the problem for the past, uh, six years. Um, and then boom, Vladi is, you know, no longer with the Kings. So you could just, you could just imagine the scenes in my house. Um, <laughs> just of, of, of just pure joy with, with my dogs out there. Um, they didn't really know what was going on, but I was, I was just, I was just dapping them up, you know, everything like that. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Hey, and, and, and we did release the pod the day before and yeah. then the next, next day, what happens? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I guess I, we might have to be charging now for, for this, for this manifestation stuff. Yeah. Honestly, so. it, it's time we start rolling out some, some subscription packages or something like that. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about and we'll talk about whatever it is that you want done or whatever it is that you want to happen. You know, you want your favorite sports team to win a championship. Do you want your favorite sports team to, to sign somebody 
in free agency or draft somebody like i do you want do you want your favorite artist to drop a to drop an album a long-awaited album like do you want a new car whatever it is we will talk about it we'll do it because apparently on this podcast uh, we can see the future and that was unbeknownst to us when we started it now it's become quite clear uh we 100 percent manifest and we speak things into existence on this podcast um yeah i wasn't watching the barca game because i'm broke and i don't <laughs> i'm broke and i don't have cbs all access which is where they're showing all the champions league games but uh but yeah i was just i i, I think i actually kind of dozed off i was actually uh taking a nap and then coincidentally like right when i woke up i see the notification um obviously uh pure joy uh ecstasy and and just I started just thinking almost irrationally. Like I almost didn't want to believe it because he'd done so many things wrong. Like we had mentioned on the previous podcast, and he hadn't been fired yet. Now all of a sudden he's gone. He's stepping down. Um, and then of course our good friend Abduba. Shouts out to Abduba. Also shouts out to Big Juice real quick. Uh, he just finished a uh, a construction project. It looks beautiful. He sent a picture to us in the group chat. Uh, very proud of him. Looks immaculate. Um, in that group chat that we have with Big Juice, Abduba, Daniels. Um, a group FaceTime was started and man, oh man, did we get live in the group FaceTime. I left on a number of occasions from that group FaceTime to, you know, make memes and, 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 and post things about Vladi being fired, obviously, because I was very, you know, overjoyed. People were texting me because I, I've been hardcore on the fire Vladi train for since basically he's, since basically the day he's been hired. Uh, so I was getting a lot of congratulatory messages and, um, and uh, while all that was happening, for like the next hour, hour and a half that I was doing that other stuff on my phone, the group FaceTime was still going. Those guys were in there and that thing was active for like two, two and a half hours or something like that. Our good friend Myron even made a cameo appearance and had absolutely no idea what was going on. Uh, and, then, and then promptly left apparently. But, um, but, but yeah, man, I, I, I seriously, you know, this, it's, a, it's, it, it's, it's always difficult to get a fan base to agree on one thing and, and and I and I do know that there were people out there who who supported Vladi and and still believed in him, but uh, I think the majority of the fan base was was just over it. They they wanted him gone. They wanted him. They, they wanted him out of here. So it, it was nice to see for once that Kings fans on social media were kind of and it, and it's messed up because somebody just lost their job. And I and I can never feel one hundred percent okay celebrating something like that. But when you want your basketball team and your beloved. NBA franchise, really the only major pro sports team that we have here in our city to be successful after years and years of ineptitude. I mean, 14 years, going on 14 years of not making the playoffs. If the Kings don't make the playoffs next year, which is, I mean, it's probably going to happen. Uh, they're going to tie the record for the longest playoff drought in NBA history. So let's go, baby. Yeah. Hey, we're going to hang that banner. That's the banner we'll hang. We were, we were talking about hanging a banner for making the playing game. Uh, obviously, we jumped the gun on that. We're actually going to hang a banner for actually two things. They want a coin flip for the draft lottery. So they get the 12th pick instead of the 13th pick. And uh, we're going to hang another banner for uh, our inevitable playoff drop record that we're either going to tie or break. I think it's a very, very strong possibility that we actually break that record the following year. But, um, but yeah, Vladi's out. Vladi's out. Uh, many of us got our wish. Many of us are looking to the future with some hope. Obviously, there have been a lot of names being thrown around. There's been a lot of talk behind the scenes about uh, about about how it all even came to this place. So to recap real quick with the situation surrounding Vladi's stepping down or dismissal or, or however you want to phrase it, 
he was contacted by Vivek Ranadibe, the King's owner, last Friday in the morning and was asked if he would be okay if Joe Dumars, former NBA executive of the year, former six-time all-star, two-time NBA champion as a player, built the 2004 Pistons that won the NBA title, beat the Lakers in the finals. Uh, obviously, very strong track record uh, as, an exec- as an executive early on in his tenure. And then he kind of had some misfires towards the end of his time in Detroit. That ended in 2014. He's been an advisor with the Kings over the past year. Vivek hits up Vladi and says, hey, I would like to know your thoughts on Joe Dumars coming in and potentially overseeing some more basketball operations stuff. Would you mind if he, if, if he helped out on the basketball operations side and had some, some decision-making power? And Vladi said, no, <laughs> not down with that. And before the resignation became uh, official, Vladi actually – got off the phone with Vivek and did his general manager duties, which is, I mean, you know, all credit to him. I commend him for it. He obviously was put in a tough position, but he still went out and he still did exit interviews with players, which is the norm after the end of every season. Um, Comes back from the exit interviews, talks to Vivek again, and Vivek is adamant about Joe Dumar stepping in and helping with basketball operations stuff. And Vladi's just like, nah, not down. He resigns, he steps down, um, and pure joy elation initially right but now we have to worry about the next part which is what the hell are the kings going to do how are they going to do it and when are they going to do it in regards to hiring their next head of basketball operations whether that's a uh, president of basketball operations or whether that's a general manager and there's been a lot of stuff being floated out there as far as names as far as who's really in charge and that's always that always seems to be an issue with the kings and when they'll do it is a big question as well, because obviously with coronavirus, this, the off season schedule has been completely thrown off. Um, the draft is actually a little less than two months from now. The draft lottery is today as of this recording. And so they got, they've got a lot of things to figure out, but it looks like in the short term, Joe Dumars is going to be running the draft and free agency along with Ken Catanella, who was, one of, who's one of the assistant GMs under Vladi Divac. He's, he's staying on because, and I think a big reason why that's the case is because Ken Catanella not only understands the cap and the NBA's uh, collective bargaining agreement, but he also has a prior working relationship with Joe Dumars in Detroit. So those guys are going to be in charge of the basketball operations side for the, f- for the foreseeable future. But uh, uh, a GM search is, is, is very much underway. So Zach, tell me, and tell everybody out there who's listening, how do we not screw this up? And uh, what are your expectations for this general manager search? Um, I think if you want things to go swimmingly, <clears throat> we should uh, hire me as GM because <laughs> NBA 2K20, yeah. I am doing a my league. Okay. And uh, in the off season, I signed Kawhi Leonard, um, traded for Jonathan Isaac. Dude. Um, who's on the bench? We have bench pieces like uh, OG Ananobi, Fred okay. Van Vliet. Okay. Um, we still have our boy, Rashawn. Uh, we have one of the Morris brothers on there and, and Landry Shamit. We, it, the list goes on, man. It, we, I made a deep roster. Mm-hmm. We're currently six and one in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the moves I've been making and, 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 and tracking potential with, with Fox and Bagley is, is immense. Um, we picked up JaVel McGee. So the defense wow. now is, 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 com- is complete locks. Um, wow. so it, it's, I, I think, I think it's pretty evident and who, who they need to contact. Um, but, but yeah, in, in all seriousness, um, 
I don't really know. Uh, the, the names I've been thrown out like, uh, like Bobby Webster. I know that we, we would love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but other like Hinky and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. tricky on and who, who, who's going to, who's going to come. Um, I think they probably have a clear version of vision of, of, of what maybe Vladi had, because, uh, I think it's pretty, I, I don't want to say it's obvious on what this team needs to work on and how to get better, but I think it's, it's it's more clear than other teams because we don't have as much firepower as other teams and they have to make maybe bigger moves. But uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we're gonna have to see. I guess we can't really complain of what we get because it's probably an upgrade over Vladi and 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 yeah. uh, and and, and Peja also stepped down. Did he? Did he? Did he not? Yeah, Peja Peja Stojakovic, um, another another member of the uh, the 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 glory days of the Sacramento Kings, one of the best shooters in NBA history, best shooter in franchise history. Um, was an assistant GM under Vladi Divac, and he stepped down. So uh, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of blasting the uh, the glory days Kings like into the sun. I think we think uh, Doug Christie is uh, Doug Christie obviously still around as the color commentator, um, and we've got uh, we've got Bobby Jackson still in the building. Uh, I, I think I think this past season he was, he was working on player development on the coaching staff. Um, as as long as Luke Walton is still in charge, that will probably stay the same. But uh, yeah, no Vlade, no Peja, uh, and no Grant Napier. So a lot of familiar faces have seen the door, and um, you know, I, look, I, I know what they're trying to do, bringing all those old guys back, you know, from from the from the great Kings teams. But um, it obviously it just it, it it wasn't working, and 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 they were trying to capitalize on nostalgia, like many teams and brands and companies have tried to do over the last few years, bring back the nostalgia. Yeah, Barcelona especially because they love their players above thirty, right? So bring them back. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to remember the old days when these guys used to be good, right? And uh, it, it obviously just it, it just doesn't really work like that. So um, yeah, you know what? Uh, in, in regards to your prospects as a general manager, uh, if I'm if I'm Vivek and if I'm the search firm that the Kings have hired, uh, I, I would be I would be on the line with you yesterday maybe even a week ago like why why hasn't the why hasn't the call been made yet but um and, and by the way I, I i respect your uh your your team building strategy basically take players from the previous year's nba champion put them on your team and thus you have a solid foundation and guys who are proven to win genius idea which is if definitely I, it's realistic too I, that could definitely happen in real life yeah if i if i can quote uh one of the youtubers i i i watch um for rebuilding he named uh kenny he works for House of Highlights, mm-hmm. um, but he he's, his 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 motto is when he does uh, rebuilding is you get the assets and you flip them. So I have the assets in in Buddy Hield, um, mm-hmm. some picks, Bogey, yep. all of them, uh, and I flipped them. So yeah. now look, look where I am. I mean, I, I think it, I think it's a simple concept, uh, you know. So I mean, yeah, I, it, it it's so simple that uh, that Vladi had to overthink it and yeah. never once flipped any of his assets. But hey. You know, that's, that's the norm here in Sacramento. Um, uh, in the days since Vladi's resignation, though, um, we've, we've, heard, we've heard a lot of stuff. We've heard, we've heard, you know, The Athletic, and all credit to The Athletic. They've got, they've got some insane writing talent. The amount of content they put out is ridiculous, but the quality of it, along with the quantity, is, is, is insane. And so Sam Amick, who... Um, who, who lives here in Sacramento, who used to work for the Sacramento Bee, used to be the team's beat writer, uh, is very, very plugged in with the Kings organization. He's just so familiar with people. 
um, in, in, in who run that franchise. Um, he's written a number of pieces for the athletic since Vladi's resignation. And um, a, a, a lot of, a lot of, Interesting scoops in there, you know, uh, how, how the resignation came about, obviously that we just talked about that, but, but also what's next, you know, he's, he, he's, he, he's, he's certain that the Kings are trying to do this the right way, but this is for all intents and purposes, the Kings first general manager search in seven years, you know, they have not gone outside of their own organization to hire somebody and elevate somebody in, in, in seven years. And, you know, even, even with the coaching changes and stuff like that, it's like, you know, last year, Luke Walton, I mean, we talked about it on the last pod, but Luke Walton was the only candidate, you know, like why did he didn't hire anybody else outside, you know, like, and that's kind of just been the recurring theme with, with this franchise is they don't go outside of their franchise and they don't go outside of what's familiar to them in order to hire somebody to be in charge of, obviously very important stuff when it comes to, when it comes to the franchise. And so, uh, Sam Amick and, uh, Shams Charania also of the athletic co-wrote a piece saying that, you know, and they also tweeted out the news as well when it, when it broke that, that the Kings are hiring an independent search firm, uh, to, in order to conduct their national search for a general manager. And that is the first step to competence. Zach, this is the first positive thing that this team has done in regards to uh, a hiring of, uh, of almost any kind. Uh, I, I, it's been so long ago that Dave Yeager was hired that it almost, it almost feels like this team has never actually uh, searched for a coach that, that, that isn't familiar with this, with this team in any way. So um, that's a positive sign. This is what good franchises do. They hire an independent search firm uh, who will objectively look for uh, either front office exec or sometimes coaches. And they will make a recommendation to the owner of the team as to who they should hire. And even though that's what's supposed to happen, I wish it didn't happen in this case because Vivek Ranadive, the Kings owner, has had a number of blunders. And that's happened on the front office side and on the coaching side up to this point as, as the King's owner over the past seven years. And so I'm nervous in the sense that he's still going to get the decision-making power. Uh, but I am happy that they went out and they actually got an independent search firm to actually conduct this search. And there are names, names, Zach, you mentioned two of them. You mentioned Bobby Webster, you mentioned uh, Sam Hankey, although Hankey doesn't seem like a possibility. Apparently he's working in tech now in the Bay area. So he's local. He's, he's somewhat local, but he seems very happy um, uh, working in that field there are a ton of promising prospects out there as far as prospective GMs. Uh, Trent Redden, local guy played at Sheldon high school. Um, one of the younger front office guys in the league right now uh, works for the Clippers used to work under David Griffin in Cleveland. Mike Zarin, who is uh, currently a part of the Boston Celtics front office. People don't think it's likely more people thought it wasn't likely at first, but, uh, but apparently now there is some real interest there, according to, to some people around the league. Um, who else? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now. Um, I know uh, I, 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 man, I'm i blanking on all the names because there's so many of them. Uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. is an interesting name, although I'm not sure how realistic that'll be. He works in the Golden State Warriors front office. I, I know amongst 
our group of friends, we've had conversations about Shane Battier, but Shane Battier <laughs> is like 100% being groomed to be the eventual GM of the Miami Heat, and they're not going to let him go. Uh, and another big name that I think a lot of people are really, really high on is Adam Simon, who right now is an assistant GM with the Miami Heat as well. But uh, he actually just interviewed for a front office position with the Nuggets, ended up losing out. And so he's already shown that he's got some willingness to leave that organization. And uh, all those guys, man, interesting names. Um, they would be great for different reasons, but they are, they'd also be difficult to hire for different reasons, namely the money. Right now, all NBA teams are cash-strapped, and Vivek is certainly one of those owners that's kind of struggling. But, um, you know, they're, they're basically going on basically loans right now, I think, from what I understand, to, to make this search and this hire happen. And so they're going to do what they're they're going to do what they're going to have to do in order to uh, in in order to hire who they need to hire, but um, all those names, I think, kind of are secondary to one in particular, and that's Scott Perry, who is right now the general manager of the New York Knicks. Scott Perry, before the 2017 NBA draft, spent roughly three months in Sacramento, and in those three months, did a lot. I don't think the, I personally don't think De'Aaron Fox is a Sacramento King unless it was for Scott Perry. Scott Perry during that time was an assistant GM to Vladi Divac. Uh, why, how, I don't know how he ended up in Sacramento. I don't know how we got him here, but uh, he was fantastic in his three months uh, as part of the Sacramento Kings. All of a sudden the New York Knicks GM job opened up. It was his dream job. Uh, the Kings were compensated uh, in order for us to, to release him from his contract, they got a second round pick and a million dollars sack to let Scott Perry go off to New York and become their GM. Uh, it's been certainly a mixed bag there for him since, although he was working under Steve Mills, who was their president of basketball operations. Steve Mills has since been let go. They just hired Leon Rose, who is a new uh, president of basketball operations there. And so his tenure there is, is tenuous at best. And uh, there's been a lot of interest and Scott Perry here, apparently amongst not just Vivek Ranadiva, but also the other minority owners who loved him when he was here the first time around. And Scott Perry also used to work under Joe Dumars when they were, when they were together in Detroit. And it kind of seems like he could be the guy. I mean, there's certainly a lot of signs pointing that way. Um, the familiarity, I think, also plays into it too. Vivek would probably know what he's getting, or at least think he knows what he's getting. Same thing with the minority owners. It could be something that actually unites the minority owners and, and, and Vivek because uh, by all accounts, their relationship, not the best right now. So uh, it could be unifying higher. And I, and like you said, man, we could do a lot worse than Vladi, right? I mean, it, almost anybody would be an upgrade, but uh, those are the names. Those are the names. There's obviously one that really stands out as far as um, familiarity when it comes to this franchise goes. And they're also incredibly exciting names. Uh, I mean, we, we, we named off a few, and those are very strong candidates, but there's some that we're, we're just completely missing right now, too, because can't remember them off the top of our heads. So, I mean, we'll see. But I think the fact that they're doing this with an independent search firm and doing it kind of, or what you would assume would be the right way, is positive. And it's encouraging. But these next steps for this franchise, I mean, they have to hit a home run. They have to hit a home run with desire. I mean, if, if they if they fail again, 
where do we go from here? Because the fact that Vladi Divac was allowed to run an actual NBA franchise for the better part of five years has set us back at least five years, maybe even more than that, depending on who you ask. So they have to get this next hire right. Um, and, and, they, and, and, and they've got to they've find a way to turn the corner as a franchise. Right now, there's only really one sure thing when it comes to this entire franchise. And that's probably De'Aaron Fox. You know, he's, he's far and away best player on the team. He's a franchise cornerstone. But after that, everything's completely up in the air. I, I don't think anybody's untouchable. I don't think anybody is, I don't think anybody's job is safe after that. And uh, we'll see. And, 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 and speaking of Fox, he's going to be one of the first big things that the new, that the new regime is going to have to uh, address because he is extension eligible, Zach. And uh, I don't know if he's going to get that five year, 170 million, Supermax for his second contract, but uh, he, he's 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 looking like he could be around a one hundred million dollar ish type player. So um, we will see. But it is exciting, you know, for the first time in a long time. I I, I think Kings fans can be optimistic somewhat about the draft. Uh, they can be optimistic about what's going to happen next for this franchise, but. Uh, me personally, I would warn them to be cautiously optimistic because this franchise knows no bounds. Um, like we said on the last podcast, no woman, no girl, you know, no, nobody who we could ever love could ever hurt us as much as Sacramento Kings. And if we get our hopes up again, that is what might just happen. So for now, I think the bottom line is, is we're happy that Vladdy's gone and that this franchise can potentially go in a new direction. And, and hopefully Vivek and, 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 and ownership and, and the people around Vivek have learned and that they, can, they should probably just stay out of the way and let these incredibly smart basketball minds do what they do without meddling. Um, but also, we are cautiously, cautiously optimistic here. Um, before we wrap, though, today is, again, the day of the draft lottery. Zach, your expectations for the draft lottery today. We have the 12th best odds at jumping up and getting that number one pick. Are we going to get the number one pick, Zach? Um, I think if you are listening right now, not right now, but well, yeah, right now, I guess if you if you're listening, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> time time um, is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So um, relative, we need you to stand up right now and give us five jumping jacks because that will increase our chances of getting that number <laughs> one pick. Um, I know I will. Um. And you know, what? matter of fact, I'll do random. Okay. All right. So for those of you watching, Zach is Zach is, yeah, he has just taken off his earbuds and he and he has just completed five jumping jacks. So so basically so basically what you want out of this is like a is like a giant jumping jack spirit bomb. Uh, yes. with with every with every member of the Sacramento Kings fan base, and and if we just and if we just add all the add all the energy from from those jumping jacks on aggregate we will come up with enough positive energy for us to jump up and maybe get that number one pick. That will, uh, that will warm up the, the ball for the lottery and they will know and they'll pick it just like how, uh, the Knicks got Patrick Ewing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's, and that's how we're going to get the number one pick. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. So to- totally not rigged by the way. Uh, yeah. The 1980, no. the 1980, 1984 draft lottery. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Wow. Um, can't believe that the draft lottery is actually here and and it's nuts because it was supposed to be in may right but obviously the world stopped and now all of a sudden oh uh within a week the um the 
the the general manager get you know he he resigns and then and 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 then a mere six days later all of a sudden oh now we're gonna know where we're gonna be drafting in the draft lottery so uh i guess my next question to you is uh we have a chance of job we have a chance of jumping in the top four with the new uh lottery format obviously we'd be thrilled if we got the number one pick but um i mean between two, three, and four, like, what's your favorite number? Like, what would be what would be your preference if we didn't get the number one pick, but we still jumped? Like, would you be like, would you prefer the second pick more, the third pick more, the third pick more, or the fourth pick more? Um, let's see. I, I uh, this this draft class coming in um, is, I wouldn't say fairly balanced on all positions. No. Um, it's it's a it's, it's a wing kinda, heavy. It's it's like yeah, tons of yeah. tons of wings. Yeah. yeah. So, so you'd definitely see a lot of twos and threes be going, even smaller fours and everything like that. Um, so I guess in, in, in that case and, and, and some of the prospects that us Kings fans would love to see, um, I think anyone in the top four would be, would, be, would be cool for us because I don't know if you'd be able to go wrong with any of the wings coming into this class, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the, in the, in the lottery and, and top, top 10 and even top four. Um, so I, I, think, I think hopefully whoever we pick – um, whoever it may be, we're able to, you know, progress them as a player and actually use them to, to maybe their strengths and, and, and not waste their talents. Like, you right. know, we have been, so. Yeah. Like um, with, with just about everybody that's yeah. ever put on a King's uniform. Yeah. And, 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 and so I think, I think, I think that's, that's my, that's my stance on, on, on how, okay. how the draft will be for, for us as Kings fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think if we do, Want to head in the right direction? We get Lamelo Ball just to get Lavar, so we get Dude, more hell publicity. Yeah. Hell and yeah! And then and then and then that publicity will come, and people will pay attention to the Kings. Dude, hell yeah! When they come to Sacramento, so. Dude, I'm 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 right there with you, man. Yeah, if I uh, you know, like uh, look, I understand the basketball on court product matters a lot, but uh, I also, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there have a college degree, and uh, I learned a lot about marketing in college. And 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 let me tell you something about uh, about Lamelo Ball. You pick him, you're not just picking a obviously a very highly talented, highly, highly touted prospect. That's, you know, proven his worth like overseas instead of playing that one year in college. Uh, you're getting a guy who's going to put butts in seats and people talking about the Sacramento Kings on, on a national level. I mean, what more could you want? Right. So uh, I, I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters where we end up as long as we do jump. And uh, obviously odds are long, long, but the thing is, is with the reformed lottery odds, the Kings do have a slightly better chance in, the, in their current position uh, as it stands, as opposed to the previous lottery odds. Um, and you know what, man? In 2017 and 2018, the Kings beat the odds twice. That's right. And back-to-back years, they gained what should have been 10 draft positions and ended up being eight because Vladdy's an idiot. But still got De'Aaron Fox in 2017. Obviously, Bagley over Luka, 2018. Okay, we get, yeah, that's a whole other con- that's a conversation for another time. But the, the, but the fact is, is that they jumped. They, their pick jumped. They gained what essentially amounted to 10 draft spots within a two-year span. Could it happen again? Is this the moment for the Kings? Can they, with a new regime change and, and, and new incoming head of basketball operations, can they come in to this draft lottery, jump up, and get that number one pick, or even just a top four pick? Like, we, we know as Kings fans that we can't be picky. So if they jump, period, not going not gonna to have an issue with it. But, um, yeah, I look – it would be a ton of fun, and it'd be crazy to see people going nuts if the if the if the pick does jump again. Uh, again, they're slotted twelfth 
it's like nearly impossible if you're in the teens in the draft lottery to jump up. But uh, crazier things have happened. So we will see. But uh, yeah, in, in the coming weeks and months, we're going to have a lot to talk about as far as draft prospects and stuff. I think right now off the top of my head, other than the top four or five elite guys in this draft, I think guys that, you know, like, like we mentioned, we just talked about how it's wing heavy. I mean, there's going to be a ton of wings, you know, even if the Kings stay in that range where they're 12th or 13th, I mean, there's going to be Aaron Neesmith. There's going to be Devin Vassell. There's going to be Patrick Williams. There's going to be uh, RJ Hampton. I mean, there's going to be a lot of interesting prospects that the Kings can choose from. Uh, let's just hope that Joe Dumars and Ken Catanella don't screw this one up in what could amount to very limited time for them in charge of the Kings front office. So bottom line is I think we should try to be optimistic, but cautiously optimistic. And uh, we're going to know by you know, next week when we hop on this pod and, and we talk about it, we're going to know where the Kings are going to be drafting. And it's going to be, uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Just, just being able to speculate about this type of thing again, you know, like, you and I, I know we both love drafts and, and, and things like that, but Vladi Divac kind of ruined that for us for the last few years. But 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 the uh, but the interest and that spark and that excitement for the draft is 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 now it's not it's not coming back a little bit simply because he's gone. So hopefully it stays that way. All right, um, before we before we uh, end this, uh, real quick, uh, just just let us know, man. You, you've been up to anything besides class? I mean, look we can talk about you being back in school another time if you want. I, I know you'd rather be anywhere else, <laughs> but, but um, you know, like what, what, what have you been doing? You got that new Subaru. You, you going on adventures. You went on an adventure this past weekend, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, the homies went to the beach, uh, Stinson beach. It was, it was cool. It was pretty hot, but it was, it was good temperature to, to go to the beach and everything. Um, other than that, I was just back on zoom university. Um, yes, sir. You know, this, this past weekend was my first weekend off since may believe it or not from zoom wow so this is my first zoom free weekend since may which is nuts to think about because that, that is was, nuts that is three months ago mm-hmm. um but, but you were co- but you were compensated for for those zoom weekends right financially yeah yeah i was getting the bag okay i got paid today actually direct deposit so yes uh, sir Let's my last my, my last my last my last uh my last paycheck from that and then uh so i will be starting my internship Friday tomorrow, I think I have a meeting, um, just to just to go over some things, and then next, and then starting Monday, I think I'm sitting in on like a on like a, a whole staff meeting with with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. It's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, I mean, other than that, we've been chilling on PlayStation. Yes, sir. Uh, Fall uh, guys. Fall guys, baby. Fall guys. Yep. And uh, and the PJ tour tonight for you. Oh, for you and oh Daniels. man. Look, and Chase. Look. Look, uh, our good friend Everett, our good friend Daniels and I have been waiting. Well, I know Daniels and I have been waiting on PGA Tour since the day they announced it. Uh, Everett came back from his hiatus from the PlayStation party and was just like, oh, wait, that's dropping? And he only had to wait like three days for it to drop because he had no idea that it was even a thing. So uh, good good, good for our buddy Chase Everett. But, um, but yeah, PGA Tour tonight. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about that game uh, at some point on this, on this podcast. We'll probably do a full review. We'll probably get Daniels on here and talk about that. Uh, but yeah, Fall Guys is Fall Guys has been the one thing that we've been on tough lately, as far as like an entire PS4 crew. And dude, it's been a lot of fun. We just witnessed Daniels win twice last night. Yes, it was crazy. On Hexagon, do you if 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 you were able to to see what happened on Hexagon last night, because Drew did rage out of uh, yeah, I rage quit. And, and... I, I rage quit because yeah, I rage quit. I mean, 
It's only way. But uh, <laughs> our buddy Daniels, he he was he was going in hexagon. He kept falling through. He kept falling through the 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 platform. And then on the last one, he fell on one top of one spot. He got up. The the thing dropped, and he jumped on another uh, tile. And then the game just ended because he was able to to make it to the last one on the last level because someone just fell straight through. And me and me and Abaduba were sitting there just going nuts because we were just like, oh my god, how, how did you do that? Oh my god, it was so crazy. Um, but other than that, I just been Fall Guys, uh, a little bit of Overwatch still with with the other homies. Um, mm-hmm. Not as much right now because I think we're just doing our other stuff. Uh, I played 2K again the other night. It was pretty cool. Um, shout out to homie Sauce. I know he's listening. Uh, he 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 he's he's one of our dedicated listeners. Um, so shout out Sauce. Shout out um, Sauce, man. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, still watching like Naruto on Hulu. Getting through that, just pumping pumping the episodes out, and uh, yeah, the sport whatever sports is on. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and there's and there's a ton of sports on. So yeah, like yeah. we're we're back in full swing with the sports. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fall guys, fall guys. It, it, it's it's unbelievable how this game was. Randomly announced, our, our good buddy Big Juice sends 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 a text message to the group saying, uh, "Hey, we should all download this." And in like the two weeks or week and a half or whatever since it's been out, we've just been on that like crazy. It was like the number and, one. And we thought we had to pay money. Yeah, that's and the, yeah, case. no. Uh, case. Uh, big shout out to Sony because uh, we don't have we didn't have to pay for Fall Guys, and we still don't until September first. So, uh, big shout out to them for for just lobbing that to us for free, and we we've been on that heavy. And uh, yeah, I, I have one. Do you have any wins on Fall Guys yet? No, no. Okay, me. I've been, I've gotten second way too many times for my liking. Yeah, no, we got we got to pop that Fall Guys cherry for you. Yeah, last last night uh, we saw Daniels win twice, and one of those wins. So his second win last night after the crazy one that you just uh, that you just talked about, uh, we played a a game that basically uh, if you have somebody else in there that's buddies with you, and if and if you have the main thing that's being chased after, uh, you can just have your buddy hold other people off. And so Daniels uh, grabs the, the, uh, the, the item needed in order to win. And basically I was running interference for him for like, you know, 25, 30 seconds or whatever it was. And it got him another W. So if we ever end up in a situation like that ever again, Zach, cause we have played that game in question before. It's just, we didn't really know what to expect because that was our first time playing it. Um, that might have to be the move. We might have to just, hold other people off and let one of the homies win. And that that's, that's maybe how you'll get a win. But uh, yeah, some pretty ridiculous stuff has happened on the game so far in like the week and a half that we played it. So it, it's, it's been incredibly fun. So big shout out to fall guys, man. Big shout out to Daniels. Uh, now a four time winner on fall guys, far and away the most in our crew. Um, I have a win, probably the luckiest win ever. Um, uh, I've, I've, I've seen big juice win as well. I witnessed that up close. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's such a, it's such a, Simple yet incredibly fun game, um, but but yeah, but that's yeah. It kind of seems like we kind of just been up to the same thing, right? Like mostly staying at home. You're obviously stuck in class, and you've just been on PlayStation. Um, so, I mean, hey, there's there's no there there's 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 never been a time with more incentive to stay inside. There's a virus, and uh, right now the world is like literally on fire around us. Um, yeah, we probably should have maybe mentioned that. Like we live in California. Tons of wildfires every time. Wildfire every time season, baby, dude, it's wildfire season. It came early this year, and man, every time you step out, it's just like you know, you're just you're basically just sucking ash, yeah. and uh, it's it, it's not fun. So, um, yeah, what what better reason to stay indoors than 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 all the stuff that's happening outside? Because every time I peer out my window, it's like the world's just completely crumbling and falling apart. So, um, real quick before yeah, we go, go um, Fall Guys, if you play Fall Guys and you hold me. On, on on any of like uh, the platforms <laughs> you're 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 the worst i'm, I'm just yeah. saying that right now yeah um just yeah. just let go of me man come on yeah grow up for real yeah stop being mean be nice 
Yeah. Be on, nice, be nice. guys. Dude, no grabbing. Yeah. You, dude, you. You. So, shout out Big Rob. Yeah, big shout out Big Rob, our big homie, Big Rob. Um, all right, yeah, I, I think I'll do it for this week, man. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Once again, man, our five-star, perfectly rated podcast on the uh, Apple Podcast Network. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been supporting, everybody who's been listening. And, uh, yeah. yeah, just just stay safe out there, everybody. Again, you know, wear a mask, wash your hands, all the good stuff. And uh, it might be time to get an N95 mask if you can. I know we're short on PPE, but – if you can find an N95 and if you go outside or if you have to go outside, like wear a mask because it is disgusting out there in California right now with like 200 something fires going on apparently. So everybody please stay safe and uh, we'll see you again next week when hopefully we have some big Kings news yep. and uh, big fall guys news. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, once again, this is Drew. This has been Zach. Everybody have a good week. Peace.